0: Welcome to today's podcast, Hello Conversations. Keeping it real. Bay Area to Hello Mom Conversations, keeping it real for San Francisco Bay Area moms. I want to say welcome to you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following our content at sanfranciscomoms.com. Um we are a group of moms, uh local moms who come together every month for this podcast called Hella Momversations. We are a group of local burial moms who come together every month for this podcast, Hella Momversations. Today, we have a very casual show. We are just a couple of moms, three of us. We're going to be talking about the experience of mothering in the summer. We're going to be talking about um, the very personal um, experiences that we each had uh, during Uvalde last month. And we're going to be talking about what it feels like to travel for self care. What it feels like to uh, manage anxiety around schools and safety in school. And we're gonna be basically just having a good time with our mugs of coffee, and uh, and yeah, appreciating <laughs> appreciating each other's space and time. So thank you so much for joining us here at SF Bam, Hello Conversations. As always, keeping it real. I'd like you all to introduce yourselves. Anastasia is here with us.
1: Hi, Olga. Hi, Pauline. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Anastasia Rutus, and I am a rest coach and a travel strategist. I'm a founder of Emerald Travel Design and You Deserve Rest LLC. And what I do is I help mothers create more space for themselves in their lives to have more rest and more travel and to do it without the usual mom guilt that we all know and love. So if you're looking for more of that and you want to integrate some sustainable self-care routine so that when you come back from your summer vacations, you are not dreading coming back home and not dreading having all the same things putting you down, let's talk. And I'll go back to you.
0: Yeah and now Pauline is also with us and I, I met Pauline a couple of years ago. She is the mom-in-chief and owner of SF Bay Area Moms.
2: Um, Pauline, say hello. Hi, hi everyone. Hi Olga Hi Anastasia. Uh, I am Pauline. I'm the mom-in-chief of San Francisco Bay Area Moms. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having uh, letting me crash this party. Um, I came on a little bit last minute, but uh, these ladies were gracious enough to let me hop on board and hop into the conversation because, uh, you know, God knows I need a mom chat right now, <laughs> right? One on. of May <laughs> or year of May, should I say that we've had, um, but anyway, um very glad to be on here and to uh, be chatting with everyone. I hope everybody is having a great day for those who are tuning in. And uh, I am the mom Chief of San Francisco Bayer Moms. I think uh, for about uh, two and a half, almost three years now, uh, I took over uh, the ownership of San Francisco Moms Blog and the Mid-Peninsula Moms Blog uh, from Kelly Ardidi, uh, who. You, you guys have interviewed uh, on the first episode, I believe. Yes, so um, that was our very first podcast second, with Kelly. Yeah, second episode, uh, and yes, uh, you know, we had just uh, repatriated to the North America. I'm originally from Canada, but my husband is a native uh, to the Bay Area. So we repatriated back to San Francisco, after over a decade uh, overseas, you know, we worked all over Asia. Um, I myself am from the themed attractions industry, meaning theme parks, resorts, you name it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we were with our toddler son uh, and we were just, you know, uh, very new, kind of back to uh, this surrounding. And I didn't know anyone, you know, as I said, you know, I grew up in in Canada, so I didn't really have any friends, kind of, you know, in the Bay Area. So, you know, I was just lost and desperate uh, for, uh, you know, mom friends, for friends in general, and you know, for ideas and tips and tricks as to what to do here in the local Bay Area. Uh, and so, San Francisco mom's block and the Mid Mid-Pen- uh, Peninsula mom's block were saving graces for me. Uh, at a time. Uh, And, uh, and it just so happened that, uh, you know, uh, they were looking for new ownership. And so I, you know, signed up and uh, applied for it uh, right away, because uh, I want to kind of pay it forward in a way that, you know, these blogs have, uh, you know, uh, really saved me uh, in my new experience in my Uh, you know, kind of time uh, trying to settle in uh, to the Bay Area with my son. Uh, So very happy to have had, you know, uh, the last two and a half, almost three years uh, with the site. Uh, We've turned it into the San Francisco Bay Area Mom site, as you know, you know, uh, covering all throughout the Bay Area. And uh, we are very excited to bring to all of you readers and listeners out there, Uh, very exciting events and campaigns coming up, um, which would really, really kind of bring the essence of mom community, the power of community um, across the Bay. Uh, So thank you. And thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for that. Um, I didn't introduce myself. (laughs) I am your host. My name is Olga Rosales Salinas, and I have been uh, the managing editor since January for San Francisco Bay Area Moms. Um, I've been hosting Hella Momversation since March, our very first show, Um, and I love it. I love this space. I love this time. Um, I have been a writer since um, I was writing poetry in second grade because I was one of the cool kids. And um that's sarcasm again <laughs> that can come across. The podcast. Are the yeah. <laughs> it sounded good. But um but yeah, my my passion is writing and uh and, but my background and work was radio. I was in radio for about 14 years. And so to find this space in this community where I could blend the two would be was really exciting for me and it's been a lot of fun to have these shows. So Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Anastasia, for being here. Um, one thing that you didn't mention that I wanted to touch base on was uh, how long you've been with the, with the community. How long have you been writing for SFM? Yeah, so
1: it's interesting because I came to the community almost at the same time that uh, I've started my business because what I realized is that I needed to express my thoughts and I actually applied to the community last, I want to say March. So it was March of 2021 when I sent an email saying, hey, I want to speak about the importance of self-care for moms. And that was my first article. It was about me finding joy in solo travel, me finding the the, the need to do it and why it's such an important thing that gets overlooked for mothers that they get they need to get away. They have to get away to be not just better moms, but for them to reclaim a little bit, a little piece of themselves. And so I sent it in as a like, hey, I'm thinking this might be a good conversation. And I got invited to be a full-time writer, like a full-time contributing author on the blog. And you know what, It like having a three-year-old, it really changed my life because COVID, before COVID everyone was like, you're gonna have this like beautiful community of humans who are raising kids of the same age. And, and then COVID came and all the community that I started building in the first six months just like dwindled into everywhere but San Francisco. And I was like, and anyone <laughs> wants to at least do a virtual? And no one. No, like it was so hard, right? Especially the first year was so hard. And to me, the 2020 was super hard. And that's, but that's when I started rebuilding my own self-care routine and all self worth. And all the things. And so when I reached out and I was invited to write for the, for the blog, I was like, oh, my God, someone takes me. Like, <laughs> someone, li- like, I was never a writer, Olga. Like, you, like, what you're saying, I was like, I'm good at, with words. I'm good when I talk. But I, I never experienced someone saying, oh, I will want you to write for, for us, like, on a consistent basis, not just like as a, okay, we'll, like, publish this and this is good, you know. Right. And it felt different and it felt good, but it also was a, in a way my therapeutic outlet yeah. throughout the 2021 and now with, with different posts on my travels, on the experiences of being one. But to your question, it's been since, well, a little bit over a year of me yeah. writing for the blog and it has been tremendous honor and fun and meeting you yeah. and meeting Pauline and hanging out and creating the the opportunities for other moms to hear the stories that we have to share because like someone told us is our message, like someone is looking for just my message. Like even right. if I don't get the likes, even if I don't sometimes get the comments that I'm hoping to get, right? There is still someone who would look and be like, oh my God, I'm not alone. And, right, that, is, exactly. and that means so much. That means so much to me because that means that there is one more mom who is... Feeling like there is hope in the world,
0: right? Right. I um I appreciate that so much. I came to the to BAM kind of in the same way. I was a contributing writer before I became the managing editor, and I came across an article that was on SFM about um, the differences between being a stay at home mom and a working mom. And it was kind of a dig at stay at home moms. And I remember <laughs> I remember reading it and being like who is this woman and getting super upset. And then like emailing Tracy, um, <laughs> Tracy who was on uh, last month's episode was the managing editor at the time and really pushing into that article. And like, I don't know if it was three or four paragraphs, but it was definitely a long email. <laughs> and um, she replied with not, she ignored my email basically and said, you should be writing for the site. And um, can, you be, can you be
1: a writer? <laughs> she, did, she didn't ignore your email. She read it and she said, she, you should she read it and
0: so I was like, this, this
1: was, was me actually all
0: that. She I <laughs> so you remember this email, Polly. Yes. yes.
2: And I was also the one who brought Anastasia on board. So uh, I'm very, very touched to, to, oh. to see how, you both have blossomed and really kind of own your voice. And, you know, we're happy to be that platform to help amplify that. And that's all we're about, right? Amplifying our voices. Right. And uh, even if it means somebody, it makes somebody's day or it makes a small impact or puts a little smile on somebody's face one day, yep. it's yeah. Old.
0: I, um, I appreciated it so much just because I was that stay at home mom that that article was first digging at. But the fact that I, (laughs) the fact that I got so upset about it, it really, it really did, um, just point out to, to like my inner self. Like I, I should be working. I should be having creative outlets. I should be writing more. And and this was the platform for that. So I just appreciated the community so much. And all of that said, if you're a mom listening right now and you're a stay at home mom and you're in the same boat I was in or you're in the same boat as um, anesthesia, then you should be submitting to us, and you should be part of this community because this is what we do. We give platforms and voices to moms looking for communities and looking for outlets. So please join us and message us a comment on this um, on this podcast wherever you find it, and um, we'll send emails to Pauline and she'll she'll be excited and, she'll, to she'll, have
1: and you. she'll choose the best. She'll choose all of you because you're awesome. And yes. I want to say it doesn't have to be big, right? It doesn't have to be a whole novel for us to publish it. Right. This week, I published a tiny review because I went to see a movie, and it's—I think it's an awesome movie for everyone to see. It's called Marcel with the, sh- the the shell with the shoes on. I think that's how it goes. But it's like it can be something tiny that just made your day, or that you really think that's powerful that can bring value to others. So send it to us. We would love to have you on.
0: Right. Yeah, I think the average uh, blog is about 600 words, which turns into about a page and a half. Not long content, uh, not heavy content, but um, all worthwhile. All these opinions and thoughts and experiences and connections with people and, and all of it is such worth. It's such important content because otherwise um, it stays in our head. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> it gets crowded in there. And so please write it down be and send it to us
1: right? It can be anonymous. If you it don't want be. to put it your name anonymous. on it, it yeah. can be totally anonymous. I put a couple of posts that I don't want my mother-in-law to read.
0: Right.
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> You're I anonymous. did.
1: Seriously. I'm not, I'm You're not scared. joking about it.
0: Um, yeah. I am. Um, I don't want it to be lost that I, <laughs> uh I was excited to have you on here um because I have read your posts about self-care and the differences in self-care that you have mentioned in your blog posts. And I, with Ubaldi and how much it affected me and, and the self-care t- steps that I took to just get through the week um, when that mass shooting happened in Texas, I, I really... I was looking for um, not just resources, but like tangible, (laughs) everyday breathing exercises, just so I could get through sending my kid to school without having a panic attack. And so I was reading your content specifically. So thank you so much for everything you submitted. Um, Can you touch base a little bit about um, a really important point that we talked about, or that you mentioned in one of your articles about, what the difference is between the cliche term of self-care so that you can be a better mother between just self-care, um, to be like, to well, I'll, be let it, I, I yes. I'll let you explain I don't want to I'll let you explain Yes.
1: It. Olga. And, and, and I hear you, you know, I found out about Evalde, uh, on a plane getting back from my vacation in Hawaii. And, you know, when you go online for a few, like, nice last-minute check-ins on Instagram and you see everyone, like, the whole world exploding, you're like, what the fuck just happened? And sometimes, to me, and I had to revaluate that a little bit as well as, like, because coming from Ukraine, my last three months have been just atrocious, and uh, the May happenings in, in, in the U.S. just added on to that, and I almost stopped, and I had to be, like, do i need to be reading all of that like yes i am aware of all of the things right but to, like to keep my sanity to keep the sanity of my child to keep the sanity of my family do i actually need to be reading everything because it's it's important to know right to be aware of all the things going on but it's also important to to preserve that space for ourselves because that's where it all starts like we can be self-caring and we can be resting for the sake of someone else. But how about we start with ourselves? Like we usually, we usually take care of everyone else, right? We're, we're taught from childhood that we're supposed to be the caregivers, but we're not taught from childhood that we are humans first and we come first, right? You know that whole cliche about put your mask on yourself first? Now the flight attendants say, don't forget to put your face mask down first before you put the actual oxygen mask on, apparently, before you start attending to your child. But with the life the way it is, we cannot control a lot of things. One thing we can control is what we consume and how we consume it and what we tell ourselves. And so to me, and why I do what I do is because I think Mothers, all of, all of you who are listening to us, we put ourselves not just last, we put ourselves somewhere behind any to-do lists, anything that happens in life, because we are focused on making sure that our children thrive. But what we forget is our children thrive when they see us happy, when they see us healthy, when they see us relaxed. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing to take a break. It's not a bad thing for our child to see that because then maybe there will be a little bit less stigma behind how mental health needs to be taken care of, right? And there might be a little bit less in how the things that happen at schools happen or there it doesn't get to that point because there is still stigma in going to see a therapist, Right. I'm not a crazy person. Yes, we all are crazy people. We all are unique in how we are made up, in how we are created. And in a way, we're all crazy because the previous generations put so much trauma on each one of us. Even if we haven't been beaten, even if we haven't been verbally abused, because that's the main things that everyone thinks about. But there is so much trauma even in just saying, oh, Anastasia, you need to be nice to everyone, even to the people who are saying things to you, because you need to be a nice girl. And then you carry that. Like we start embodying that. We start to carry that our whole lives. And then we can't say no to someone else because we think that we deserve rest, but we start thinking, no, but how can I deserve rest? I haven't achieved X or I haven't done this or my child needs this. How can I take a break? But if you don't take a break, you will die. In a way, you will die mentally inside. And then your child can grow up differently than when you are there present with them. So to me, rest is needed for the sake of rest so that we as moms can remember that we are humans first and we're moms second. Or we are humans, we're so many things, right? We're not bipolar or multi-personality, but we're so many things and we take on so many masks and we take on so many roles in our lives that we forget the initial role that we are. And that's what I'm here for is reminding all of us that it's important because then we can come and fight. Then we can come and start changing the narrative and the politics and the layout of how we feel safe coming to the streets because like my child goes to an, an, a Chinese immersion daycare, you know what they've been telling me this whole 2021, 2022, they can't take them on walks outside of their daycare because there is Asian hate and they are scared because the teachers are Chinese. Like they are scared for the kids (laughs) to take them on freaking walk to a freaking Golden
0: Gate Park. So, uh, so you brought, you bring up a very good point, like yes, I hear what you're saying. I am really curious about like everyday logistics. Like if your child is having that experience and he's at that school, which assuming every kid in that class is having that experience, um, you as a mom, like, do you take them out of that preschool? Um, A P I hate, um, those poor little brown babies that died in Uvalde. I, you know, everything in Ukraine, like it's all just so heavy and my kids are six and four and I feel like that's too young to tell them. But also is that too young to tell them uh, about these things? And if I'm avoiding news and avoiding, avoiding headlines and, and really managing my scroll time on my news feeds, um, when do I stop? and have a conversation with my kid about what's really happening in the world and and if I don't prepare them for that like how am I keeping them safe um, I know Pauline uh, our kids are about the same age um, I'm curious to see and to hear from you about whether you've had a conversation um, with Brayden about what's happening especially in the AAPI community
2: you know uh, this obviously resonates uh, deeply with me as well as an You know, we're Asian American family. My husband's family have been here for over six generations. Braden's the seventh generation. So, you know, as Chinese Americans, we, you know, our family has been in America for a lot longer than a lot of other, (laughs) you know, non, uh, you know, white or Caucasian um, kind of settlers and Americans here. So it's, it resonates deeply, um, the, you know, the recent shooting, um, down South, uh, you know, in Orange County, uh, that was a personal friend of ours, Dr. John Cheng. I'm sorry. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yes. Um, wrong place at a wrong time. He was bringing his mom, you know, he was being a, you know, good son, uh, bringing his mom to church, um, and you know he it was just uh you know wrong place wrong time and he that the uh you know noble thing that you know any any uh decent uh person would do uh was to kind of minimize try to minimize damage and sacrifice himself in doing so uh but yes this whole uh you know anti asian hate um you know, seem to have picked up a little bit more uh, again. It seems to be like a roller coaster ride where you know we think that uh, you know there's been a lot of awareness on it, and it seems to be kind of uh, flattening out. And then you know, recently uh, we saw another few you know uh, attacks happening um, in in local to the Bay Area, you know, of all places, too. Um, so it's. It's been hard. It's been hard. Uh, you know, Brayden would ask me, you know, when we are watching the news, uh, he would, he would hear some of the words and he's starting to recognize a lot more of the keywords that's been resonating now. And he'll turn to me and he'll ask mommy, um, why did that guy die or mommy? Why, why are those children's pictures, um, you know, on, on the TV, you know, and You know, I I just have to, you know, find a way to kind of convey the message without traumatizing him um, while living through that trauma myself, you know, as a mom and he's going into TK, you know, in the fall. And, um, you know, we're in a predominantly white community uh, here. Uh, in the East Bay. And, um, you know, just have to tell them sometimes there's just bad things happen to good people. Uh, and sometimes there are uh, ways in which systems do not work. Uh, but, uh, you know, I try I try really hard to focus on the positives uh, in that, you know, how we can champion the right actions, uh, how we can champion, um, you know, the right kind of philosophies uh, and culture uh, in what we do, right? How we treat people and uh, what we do and what we say and what we stand up for, um, how we can take the steps to uh, make it so that, you know, we can bring a little bit more sunlight into the world. So changing the challenges uh, into opportunities, changing the obstacles that we're facing into opportunities for change, opportunities for uh, for us to infuse more positivity in and to uh, be more productive uh, to the society that we, you know, we strive to, um, to make it to be. Uh, so, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Um, there's no way around it. Because it's just unavoidable now. It just seems like if you watch the news and if your kids happen to be there, they're going to hear it. They're going to see it. They're going to see some things, uh, no matter you know how small or big it is. Uh, and it just seems to be so prominent nowadays.
0: Uh, um, I, I think you mentioned something that was really, you said a very important keyword. Mm-hmm. And that was, if you're going to focus on the positive, you have to... Push that into actionable steps. Right. Yep. So I'm going to talk to my kid about the positive things in the world, and my actionable steps are going to be XYZ. Um, I am, I am, no one has ever accused me of being an optimist, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I am really good. I'll give myself grace at. Taking actionable steps with some of my anger, for instance, seeing that mom blog about uh, stay-at-home moms that I just didn't quite there you it. go, and then submitting an article about it. Right. So when I think about Uvalde, I don't go immediately to tell my kid about it because I think he's too young, and I think it's trauma. But I also don't jump into positivity because I think that for me personally, I um, that would turn into toxic positivity, which is equally as bad. So for me, it's like, okay, how can I channel this? And so reading about the right places to donate, who to vote for that's in my best interest and my community's best interest. um, How do I make sure that those uh, GoFundMe pages are going to the right people? How do I make sure that... um, you know, when my kids are old enough for these conversations that I'm not just filling them with like, you know, the world is going to be a better place for you because I don't necessarily know that's true unless we take actionable steps. And that makes, that makes, that's made the anxiety around these topics more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said it, you said it perfectly, like do whatever emotion you're going to feed into, like make sure that there are actionable steps Um, I
1: have something to add. So one thing you you asked for, Olga, was like, do we, how do we avoid it, right? How do we not tell the kids or do we, or are they too young to say? So having a three-year-old, I obviously don't talk about shootings in school because first of all, she probably wouldn't understand but there are some things that are happening. So, for example, having the whole situation in Ukraine, I'm blessed that my child doesn't have to experience sitting in a bomb shelter, you know, and at three, I have to explain something like that. But right. at the same time, we're reading a book. We have one of those, like, uh, like big lives, girls, like, you know, the tiny books about, like, the, the super incredible women. And yeah. so there is one about Anne Frank, and that, that story, besides like the one, it talks about how Anne was living in the Netherlands and she had to move when the Nazis, or yeah, she was living in Frankfurt and then she had to move into the Netherlands because when the Nazis came, when the Hitler came, right, and all the things, like they had to immigrate being Jewish. And so can I explain the whole Jewish and Nazi to my three-year-old? Probably not, not the way we as adults understand it, but she has a concept of a bad wolf, Right. So right now I call the Nazis and the Hitler, I call it the bad wolf came and he was trying to eat Anne. And the same way when she talks about she wants to go back to Ukraine, to Odessa to see the great grandmom, like we cannot because there is a bad wolf right now. there. So there are ways we can try to kind of gamify and think about it from a kid's perspective. Like how would they understand it? What in their world would replicate the reality that we're trying, that we're leaving in a way to have them understand it a little bit without giving them that trauma, like per se, like, oh my God, look at these pictures and this is terrible. Right. But Right. (laughs) But at the same time, like giving them a, a response, like avoiding the question, like, why can't we go to Ukraine right now? Right. Besides it's far away and we're not going there right now. We're not going for one particular reason. There is war. Right. And, and The concept of war to a three-year-old is nothing, right? Because she hasn't yet created it in her head, and I'm blessed for that. But at the same time, there is a bad thing happening. So how can I explain it to her? What would in her terms mean that, right? And also, I wanted to address a little bit of how do you stay connected with the news and at the same time not, like, like, managing your scroll time is good like you can pick a few resources like the news resources right or something that that you trust to give you kind of a wide width of information but at the same time i feel like putting a timer on ourselves that's what i do because scrolling every day about ukraine and 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 the shootings and all the things it's just it's like it it is damaging it really is damaging to all of us what pauline said we are all are traumatized just by watching the news And we do get desensitized in some ways. And it's horrible because then we are like, oh, I can't do anything. Yes, we can, right? But for us to take action, we need to have the energy to take action. And that's why rest is important. That's why self-care is important. That's why taking a moment for ourselves to be like, I need to be centered first so that my child can see those examples, right? So that my child knows what to do as well because that was something i was talking to a friend i was like i'm not even sure how to cond- like when people ask me am i planning a second baby i'm like i don't know if i want to bring a second
2: baby
0: into this life where all of this crap is
2: happening well, same girl same same um, and- so this is a
0: this is a perfect little time to take a break we've got a couple commercials um, for our amazing sponsors uh, thank Yay. you so much Pauline and Anastasia for being here and for talking to us we'll be right back sf bam
2: Jump into a world of creativity, color, and playful learning this summer at Legoland Discovery Center Bay Area, the ultimate indoor Lego playground. Enjoy an interactive Lego-themed ride and a 4D cinema where your favorite Lego characters come to life. Explore Miniland Bay Area featuring local landmarks made from over a million bricks. And get hands-on in Lego-themed build and play areas where kids' imaginations can explore endless possibilities. Conveniently located inside the Great Mall in Milpitas, just minutes off I-680. For more information and to book your tickets, visit bayarea.legolanddiscoverycenter.com. That's bayarea.legolanddiscoverycenter.com. San
0: Francisco Bay Area Moms 2022 Summer Camp Guide presented by Camp Half-Blood is your family's ultimate guide to summer camps and programs all around the San Francisco Bay Area. There's something for every kid. Visit us at FranciscoMoms.com for more information. Welcome back to San Francisco Bay Area Moms, the Hella Momversations to our fourth recording of Hella Momversations. I'm here with Anastasia and Pauline. We have been talking about all things, summer, anxiety, self-care, mamahood, and feeding into um, positivity and anger. (laughs) It's been a lot of conversation today. We are going to be wrapping up because we've we've, uh, we've talked a lot of over a, a lot uh, about a lot of different topics. So I'm going to go into some positive um, content that we have, which is our summer camps and uh, our bloom event. So Pauline, because she is the best mama in chief ever, has all the information right
2: in front of her, Pauline. Yes. Well, it's uh, it's on my head, but I also have it in front of me. But I have a couple of very exciting announcements uh, to make. Uh, One is that uh, our summer camp guide, you know, It has been up for a couple of months now, and that's presented by our lovely partner, Camp Half Blood, uh, where they focus a lot on mythology and the power of imagination and play. Um, And you can go ahead to sanfranciscomoms.com to check out our summer camp guides. I know a lot of the camps have already started their programs, but some of the ones that we have are still accepting, uh, you know, registration registration for uh, the later part of the summer so if you have not signed up your kids for summer camp now or for some reason your uh, travel plans have uh, fallen through and you're looking for something to do um head on over to our website san franciscomoms.com and check out the lovely assortment of camps we have there for you and another very exciting event that we're going to have is our sixth annual bloom event. And that's for new and expectant moms all over the Bay Area. We're doing it bigger and better this year. We're going to have a hybrid format. So we've been doing our bloom event uh, over the past two years virtually um, and that has been a resounding success, uh, you know, much to my surprise. Uh, you know, I thought that everybody would be totally zoomed out, but, um, but I was glad that it was able to reach a wider audience, uh, especially the moms who uh, couldn't travel or were on bed rest. Uh, they were able to kind of hop on and get access to all the resources that we have uh, normally for Bloom and for new moms. And so this year, we've decided to keep that essence of uh, the virtual event in uh, keeping our expert panel and a lot, most of our information uh, for resources uh, for a mom online so that all moms uh, will have access to them. And we're also having an in-person fair. Uh, And this year, we're going to have it on Saturday, October 8th. Uh, more details to follow and it's going to be held at the famous Broadway Plaza in Walnut Creek. Woohoo! So it's an outdoor plaza, uh, you know, (laughs) much circulation, very safe uh, area. uh, One of my personal favorite uh, family malls uh, in the Bay Area. And so we're going to be having an in-person fair there. Uh, We hope to have, uh, you know, exciting little uh things like craving bar and we hope to do our you know episode of hella momversations live there on site oh, yes
0: um, nice. and uh, we're
2: also going to have you know a lovely assortment of as i said partners and sponsors uh that are offering baby and mom products um So it's going to be the best of the best and it's going to be bigger than ever. So more details to come, um, but mark October 8th down in your calendars right now, uh, because we are going to have the best bloom ever. We should have a party bus
1: going. A party bus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love the party bus idea. I do have to say that I've got a collection of all this cool merch that comes that's going to be specifically for the bloom event. Um, it's, it's a little corner of my house and I just oh, stop. I just pile up these boxes. Well, I can't open them till bloom. So I'm very excited right? to be able to see what's in these things and you'll be excited to come and pick up the swag and pick up all these, uh, free, um, products. So join us for bloom October 8th. More information is going to be at San Francisco Also all of our social media sites, social uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, join us. We're excited. Thank you so much, Pauline, for being with us today. I wanted to go ahead and, um, and take it back to Anastasia and, uh, and I know that uh, you write a lot about self-care, but you also um, have a really important um, content line about travel. And so I was hoping that you could give us some travel tips. I myself will be traveling to Europe this summer. Um, Oh, where too, I'm going to Paris. I love it. Yes. I'm going to Paris. My best friend is getting married. I'm her maid of honor. So I am very excited to be going out there. It was a wedding that was supposed to happen in the summer of 2020. So now it's, um, it's going to be done this summer. So I'm excited to be going. Um, and my husband is going to be coming with me. We're leaving the kids. Um, but anyway, that's about me. How about going? That is get- awesome. I
1: celebrate you deciding Thank that, you. especially Thank the you. part of leaving the kids. Yes. <laughs> it is so important. And you know what? The kids will survive. The kids will yeah. survive and they will be much better off when you come back because, the lights that come up in my daughter's eyes when I come back from my solo trips, she's like, mommy came back and she's, uh, it's just magical. But yeah, I think think the biggest trip, the biggest tips that I want to tell everyone is these days kind of post or semi post COVID uh, travel streets, Please, please, please do me and yourself a biggest self-care tip and the biggest favor. Do not blindly rely on reviews on Yelp and Google Maps. Why? Because for the last two to three years, so many of us have not been traveling. So many of us have not been leaving reviews. And the reviews that on majority of the places you are planning to check out probably are old. Yeah. And so unless you actually call the place and you know and you see that the reviews are fresh and you've read them and you call the place and you make sure that the hours are correct and that there are still in operations, please do not just blindly be like, oh, look, there is this great place with five stars and a and hundred reviews. Like check if they were from 2020 because they might not even exist. And if you plan your whole trip around that location, you will be sorely disappointed. You will be at a loss of what to do or where to eat, especially when you're traveling with kids. I mean, you know it, Olga. When you travel with kids, you have to plan for the food, right? Right. The food has to be there and you see it everywhere. Like In your hometowns, you can see how businesses are either not operating or slowly coming back or have so much amended the hours, they don't have the time or the stuff to go on the websites to update that information. So right. don't, don't please don't blindly rely on reviews. That's one of the things I always tell my clients as a travel strategist is that planning ahead doesn't mean that you have to have a mean like every second of the day planned. It just means that you look for the biggest risks and you understand them and you plan for those to cover. So you have some options where to eat, what to do if a place is closed, because sometimes we come and I don't, I mean... Do I do all the research for all the trips that I take? No. But sometimes we wing it because we also do it as, uh, like, we do it often. We have been traveling in 2020. We have been traveling in 2021. And we have we are still very much traveling in 2022 as a family. We just went on our first camping trip with a three-year-old. And oh, we man. <laughs> nice. and it was to incredible hot springs somewhere in the Sierras. I'm going to tell you only if you talk to me personally. But... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that, yes, always leaving something to have like a flexible chance of, oh, let's explore it is great. But you still need to know some of the basics for whether there are shops that you can get some, the basic like food for yourself and your kids. What are the places that you're going to attend? Like we showed up to a playground that was my little one was like, I need a playground. I'm done with your national parks. And I'm like, okay, let me find a playground. We come to a playground. It's like, Closed, for whatever reason, it's closed. You know, it just has like the the line that says that. Like you cannot plan for everything, but at least you want to be open to the fact that travel is a risky adventure, which is great. And at the same time, doing the work around it is a lot. So there is people like me who can help you plan it easier and effortlessly. But when you do it yourself, at least please don't just blindly rely on reviews. That's my biggest tip. For example, Yellowstone just shut down all traffic, all people, all entrances, because the roads are flooded. All the freaking roads are flooded. So if you plan it, my sincerest apologies to you, because you just cannot get in. But at the same time, there is this amazing park that's called Grand Teton. And it's obviously, it's not the Yellowstone, but it's nearby. And if you're already in the area and you cannot get to Yellowstone, like Knowing that it's there gives you an option to explore something else. And by the way, it's a really well hidden secret that the Grand Teton Park, because it's incredible and it's way less crowded than Yellowstone is, and because not a lot of Yellowstone tour buses go there. And you can have such an amazing experience just next
0: door. So I love that. I love that so much. One of the things that helped us, because this would be the first and longest trip we take without the kids, but usually when we travel with the kids, we really just got over the idea that they can't have screen time Mm
2: -hmm. while we're
0: out because some of those situations were like, they're really looking for a park and we just can't find one. um, Instead of uh, spending hours of our vacation stressed out, it's like, (laughs) here's the iPad, play do whatever you want for a couple of hours. Um, you know, my husband and I are going to have a coffee. We're going to just relax and, you know, be on our phones looking for the next steps. Right. But for now, like just it's okay when we're on vacation to have screen time, especially if we have to audible because something is closed or because there were, they didn't update their website and, yeah. um, they, they were closed during COVID. And um, sometimes
1: it is what it is, right? Like you, yeah. You want to be flexible. You want to give a little bit of flexibility to even your own rules and boundaries, but also be very clear with the kids that, hey, this is the reality when we travel. Like we were flying from Hawaii. It was a five-hour flight. My three-year-old was done exploring the whole plane, you know, by hour three probably. And she was like, she was seeing every other kid watching a, t- like watching a cartoon on an iPad. And she's like, I want a cartoon. I want a cartoon. I'm like, okay, right. I'm going to give you a cartoon, but it's a cartoon while we are on the plane. Is that okay? She's like, we had to talk through that. And when we come home and she's like, I want a cartoon. I'm like, no girl, remember there is airplane thing and there is home. At home, we don't right. do cartoons. At home, we do books. At home, we engage. At home, we go to the park. At home, we do other things. But it, but right. it does help to be gentle on ourselves and be like, it is a different environment. Like during trips, she can eat fries. Like we don't eat fries at home or we can eat an ice cream. And grandma is like, I never give her ice cream. I'm like, continue doing that. Continue not giving her ice cream because that's my rule that we don't do ice cream other than we're all as a family having ice cream, right? Like there are certain ways and, and I'm not making it a taboo. It's just like, it's part of this experience that right. we're also having ice cream. And yes, she now knows the words for ice cream and all the things. And also she knows words for fries, but she also knows that we don't do fries at home. And what's right. the point of asking
0: for one, you know? Right. No, I love that. I love this, uh, these tips that you have. Where can we find you for either self-care or travel tips? Yeah, can you so give my, us uh, yeah, the yes, So first
1: of all, I have my wonderful Instagram that I'm developing. It's one word, rest is a good thing. One word, it's a long one word, but it will be well worth it. Or you can find me on rest.coach. It's simply R-E-S-T dot C-O-A-C-H and that's it. That's my website. It will have all the links to my travel design, to my social media, to all the things. You can also subscribe to my newsletter, send it out every now and then with some wonderful travel tips and self-care tips because to me, rest is awesome but travel is like the final frontier of rest it's when you allow yourself the space to go allow yourself to space to explore something new and also because you know that you can come back to your home base and feel awesome about it so do it do it for you explore the summer Do it for yourself, do it for your family, because your family will enjoy you more when you're not stressed out. Your family will enjoy you and will remember the summer much better than when you're running around trying to think, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done this. Yes, the to do list is there to do, but also put yourself on it. Put yourself, make yourself a priority, and show your kids that making yourself a priority in life is actually a really good thing. only then we can start changing some of the narratives only then we can start changing some of the systems in our freaked out society
0: i love it i love it thank you so much for being here and for sharing thank you for all your having thoughts me, Olga. Um, I want to thank Pauline too, who was here earlier. Um, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to San Francisco Bay Area Moms. Our podcast is called Hella Momversations. This is episode number four for June. Um, I love you guys and I love this show and I love this space so much. My name is Olga Rosales Salinas. I'm your host, Hella Momversations. Please join us in the community either as a contributing writer or as a regular listener of this podcast, Hella Momversations. As always, keeping it real for san francisco bay area sf bam hella momversation thank you so much everyone